This week, the girls perform their very own slow-motion rendition of Botany Baywatch. And for the maxi challenge, it's the 5Gs. Good God, girl groups again? This time, the song is called Queens Down Under. Coco gets a mysterious note. Scarlet wins the challenge. And Coco Jumbo and Electra Shock are left in the bottom two, forcing them to duke it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was sung and done, Electra Shock lived to see another day while Coco Jumbo was asked to sashay away. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Down Under starts now. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race Down Under Season 1, Episode 3, titled Queens Down Under. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by our very own, well, not an awesome foursome, but a gruesome twosome from Bloody Podcast. Please say, I'd have to be pretty pissed to go up and down on that map of Tazzy to Lori Roggenkamp. All right, all right, all right. I, I basically took uh, Nami's um, glossary uh-huh. and just put it in. Do you know what I said there, Lori? Not uh, even a little. I'll slow it down. I said, I'd have to be pretty pissed to gobby down on that map on that map of, t- of Tazzy. On Is that it map. something about giving a blowjob? Nathan, why don't... Okay, well, let me bring in Nathan and he'll translate it. And from the podcast, bravo, bravo, effing bravo, please say good day, night. To Nathan Brown. Nathan, what did I just tell Lori? So you said you'd have to be pretty drunk to go down on your vagina. What? How would you go so you- down on your vagina? On your vagina, you fool! Your vagina. No, but how would you do that? You can't... Well, this is like what I do. I, here's what I do. First, I, first I wine and dine you. Right? Oh, you're telling me! Yes! Oh, okay. I thought you were saying your own vagina. No, I said I'd have to you be. Pr- have I said, listen, listen, Lori. I said I'd have to be pretty pissed to gobby down on that map of Tazzy. Oh, okay. So you're saying that you're you would have to be drunk to to give me oral sex. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Okay. Very drunk. It's like I used to tell a guy uh, that I was friends with that I I was always I would I would be perpetually six beers away from having sex with him. And, and so was that Grant Cotter? Alcohol, no, it was uh, Jeremy Paul. Oh, I was like every <laughs> any at any stage in my life, I'm constantly six beers away. There was this comedian who I don't know if I think he's cute or not. He's on, I'm on the fence about him. You guys can look him up. Named Grant Cotter. And when we were all, he doing, is cute. He's like a les- little pocket lesbian. When when we were when I was uh, doing stand up with Lori and stuff like that, he would constantly talk about how he wanted to sleep with you, Lori. Well, that's just because I was gay, and you know, he was the kind of guy that always had like. He wanted to have to say he had sex with a lesbian. Oh, he does look like a lesbian. Yeah. He's like is, a he, is, he, lesbian. is he your type, Nathan? No. I like the way the Australians um, say no of all. They go, they go like a noy. Can, no. I, can no. I just say something real quick? We know I you're going to say something. By the way, I don't know what you're going to say, but whatever Lauren says is not the opinion of Nathan Brown, Joe Batanz, Drag mm-hmm. Race Recap Down Under, or Afterthought Media. Go ahead. Or the nation of Australia. So the nation of Australia. Did- or the planet Earth. We do a, uh, a a show before this called uh, uh, Just Between Us Girls. Sure do. 
Um, God, just Nathan just talks so goddamn much. Yeah, uh, I, I was just so tired. I just like I gotta be honest. I am exhausted. It, uh, I think he wastes all his energy on just between us girls, and then he had nothing was, to say on the mm-hmm. show. It was just like, will you shut up? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny, Laurie, because on this show he's pretty quiet. Nathan, among your friends, are you the crazy, wacky one who talks a lot? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. It's it's oh early morning here. I think it must be stated. So I'll perk up by the end of the episode, hopefully. Well, great. Yeah. yeah. The last five. Well, when we get to wardrobe, that's where you're. Well, you shine. But Laurie, in in defense, <laughs> it is kind of hard to get an edge. Look. Between me and you, it's hard to get anything in between us edgewise, let oh, alone a word. Could you, could you imagine if we were we all had a threesome? I don't. How yeah. Oh, awkward God. and devastating that would be. I don't be. know about that. It would just be us going at it, and Nathan with holding, standing there with his dick in his hands, going, "Uh, all right, guys, I'll just. Uh, it's early today, so I'll, I'll warm <laughs> up towards well. the end. Yeah, I'd be I'd be busy slipping up that map of Tazzy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a lot of bushes, so just be prepared. Wait, let's bring in Nathan. Nathan, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm just, you know, conserving all my energy, getting ready to say lots of stuff. Yeah. Well, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, as you know, uh, let, let's bring this up. You know, last week there were a lot of little jokes that I just assumed. You know, uh, we Americans got all these jokes. You know what I thought was so funny? If anyone, so a lot of the things that the Queen said last week, everyone should know. On Drag Race uh, Down Under, they struck different lines from the UK and different ones from Australia. And we got it all in the US, which I find very funny because I think Prince Harry, or I imagine Prince Harry, is a fan of Drag Race. So I'm imagining Prince Harry watching Drag Race and going like, oh, look at that. They're doing a send-up of me grandmom, right? And then... (laughs) Then they're like, and then they're talking about his uncle and how he's a fucking child molester, and uh, his aunt, his, his grandma has a dog's liquor pussy. Well, did that line make it into Australia? So the only one I thought we didn't get was when she said she had a dry ass pussy. But we got the thing about the corgis licking peanut butter off a vagina. So really, mm-hmm. like, what what's the difference? Yeah. Now, did you hear? Now, let me ask you this question: because a couple of times Anita Wicklet mentioned her dry ass pussy again this episode. Did you get those? We got those. Oh, so it specifically had to do with the queen's uh, dry ass pussy. Yeah, and so I was like, you know, continuity. I yeah, was like, what's she talking about? Does she have a dry ass pussy? Yeah, it was a shock. Well, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Speaking yeah. of Anita Wiglet, you really got out of that conversation last episode about your boyfriend. Are you guys still dating? Me and my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds confident. Yeah. We are. Have you have you heard from him? <laughs> Not in a few weeks. But no. Is that true? Does your boyfriend listen to this show? Uh, he's listened to them, I think. I, I don't think he's listened to the last one. Oh. He oh, listened cause... to the one where we did the hot or not of all the queens, and he was like, oh, you think a lot of the queens are hot? And I was like, oh. Well. Oh, so what did he think of when you said that uh, the guy looked like uh, him, and then Laurie was like, how he's a disgusting old man? Yeah, I think that's the point where he stopped listening to the show, to be honest. And he goes, and then he was like, give me that, give me that voicemail there for that speakpop.com, right? <laughs> yeah, and I forwarded Did him you the show link. him a picture of me and go like, this is the, this is the lesbian that's yeah. commenting. She, <laughs> did you say, look, she looks like Barb after she went to the other side on Stranger yeah, Things. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she looks like Barb if she was in Willy Wonka and ate the grape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find Barb hot, Lori? Oh yeah, very. Oh much. really? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. By the way, everyone, uh, a couple of things. You know, we have a thing called Patreon, patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. And if you want this show commercial-free the day after uh, Drag Race Down Under comes out, and actually the day, technically, in the U.S., the same day that Drag Race Down Under comes out, if you want this episode, oh, Nathan just saw the picture, patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, they get the show the day it drops, they get uh, no commercials, it's fantastic, or you can just wait till Monday and have commercials, I don't care. Uh, also, uh, if you have a voicemail, if you want to yell at Lori, um, there are a couple ways you can yell at Lori. A, you could um, go to speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia and leave uh, a voicemail for us. Uh, also, the I don't even, I, I don't talk about it on the air that much, but the official um, email for Afterthought Media is the best of today at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you have a horrible, I promise you this: write every horrible thing you have to say about Lori to, to that email address. Yeah. I will only see it. I'll only show Lori. I won't show him to Lori. It's just a private email that only I yeah. get. So, uh, and so you can write whatever horrible, horrible thing about Laura you want on that email address. Because only I will see it. It's my eyes only. Could you share them with me, though? I would like to read that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will send them with you, Nathan. I'll share them with you. The, the best of today at gmail.com. I know the show yeah. notes say something else. That's for business stuff. But if you just want to talk shit on Laurie, that's my personal afterthought media email. That's how you get a hold of me. Uh, directly and then uh yeah, and it'll be joe responding fyi so just always take it seriously uh that joe is this is joe's honest opinion yeah, yeah. and he will be responding with yeah. his actual p- opinion that you can take to heart yeah 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 so anyway um all right now let's go to the show ladies name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not let's start with nathan because nathan you talk so much. We might as well, on the Just Between yeah. Us Girl, let's just continue it right here. Um, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, two things I liked. I really liked Scarlett's goon bag look. I thought that was a standout look. I was just in love with it as soon as she walked down the runway because it was instantly iconic. So that's up there for me as being like the top two of the week. Oh, wait, hold on. One of the things I liked. Great. That's awesome. But let me explain to our American audiences that a goon bag, and this is thanks yes. to our producer, Nathan uh, Harder, Refers to the silver bag located within Boxed or Cast Wine, a popular game in Australia, is Goon of Fortune. A goon bag or bags are hung on a washing line and spun, and if it lands on you, then you drink. Are you familiar with this game? Yep. Yeah. Played it. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Very hmm. good. All right. Go on, Nathan. Sorry to interrupt you, but I need to explain what that meant to uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, the other thing I liked was that even though Art Simone is gone, she's still stirring up shit with her yeah. little watch out note to Coco. Mm-hmm. And just, I loved how on her mirror message, it said red rum. Like she yeah. just left a really good vibe in the workroom that she was there to fuck things up still. Mm-hmm. And the thing I didn't like was that song. It was not good. Queens down under. Oh, not great. No. Mm-mm. And we had to listen to it twice. Oof. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, th- it was, it was, it was really bad. It was not good at all. Even the second time around, Reese no. looked so bored with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, go ahead. I think it was just the, the problem was is that they were allowing the queens to fill in the song. I mean, the, it wasn't really like a, it was, they, all they were doing was just doing the, the chorus, right? So the queens were the ones that had to fill in the song. So if the song didn't do very well, it was because the raps weren't that interesting, you know? 
Uh, nah, the song, I'll be honest with you, and we'll talk about it when we get there. The song was just like, you know, I'll give you a hint of a speech I have about the entire season thus far. This season, much to Nami Chagrin, has been not, it reminds me, but I know a lot of people didn't watch Drag Race Holland, of Drag Race Holland. Um, you might even say season 13, where so far, we're only three episodes in, it's been serviceable, but it just seems like a show that's going through the motions. And so far. The the Art Simone uh, elimination did gag, but um, but this episode was fine, and the song was not very good. But it seemed like a song that was written by a computer or a committee. It just seemed, you know, when they have those things, like, they have those computers now. Have you ever seen them where they'll put all the Nirvana songs in the computer and it'll spit out a new Nirvana song? It sounded like they did that with all of the RuPaul girl group songs. It mm. just had no originality or anything, and it was not very good. Um, uh, Lori, what about you? What were two things about the episode? One thing you didn't. Um, I liked the episode. I mean, I liked the challenge. I liked the the Baywatch challenge. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the short episode, the short one. I liked the um, the musical one. I thought it was interesting to see, you know, how they the dynamic and how they worked. And I got to be honest with you when when we'll get to it. But I honestly thought just based off the dynamic that one team was going to do a whole, whole heck of a lot better than they actually did. And um, so I kind of liked, you know, I, I, I liked the challenge in and of itself. I thought the song was fine, but again, I felt like it was a plug and play, you know, so it couldn't be like amazing. Um, the one thing I didn't like was all the filler stuff that they had with, which I know is like stuff that they have to do. So it's sort of like a nitpicky thing. But it was like the stuff where they were like, oh, you know, you have to shave brought to you by, you know, the shaving company that they had. And then this is brought to you by the wig company that they had. And then they had like 50 different like product placements. And then they had Mm -hmm. those. I'm just done with those videos of people who are clearly it's being recorded like a month prior and then broadcasted to the queens. And it's just like, why, you know, have you ever heard of Zoom? Like get them in live if you can't if you if they can't be in studio so have you have you seen the rumor that rupaul's not actually there he's just green screened in really yeah but art simone like (laughs) shot that down uh i i yeah it's bullshit but then i was watching it and i was like he really isn't on the same screen as anyone else at any point in time. but i think you know what's so funny is i don't think that's because they're green screening him but they won't say what the reason is is because you can actually see it on the judges panel the reason you can see it on the judges panel is Reese Nicholson is what, like 20 nothing, right? Yeah. He's like zero years old. He's like 22 or something like that, right? And so that weird filter that they have looks very odd on him. He almost looks like a ghost or something because – so I think that the reason he's never in the same shot is they use a very soft filter on Rue to hide how old he is. And so they can't have him in the same shot because they're using essentially it used to be called the Barbara Walters filter because when she used to do oh yeah the Vaseline filter yeah like the Vaseline on the lens kind of thing because look at the main stage like Reese Nicholson because he's so young looks very odd you know it's like when people overdo those Instagram or Snapchat filters and then they have a baby next to them and the baby has like no face because the filter <laughs> is just like uh, gone crazy and so I think because Michelle and Rue need that filter 
they only see them. So I think that's exactly what the reason is. All right, let's move on. After Art's elimination, Coco wipes off Art's lipstick while in confessional. Uh, she shares a story about the time a bar owner's wife told Coco that she was nothing compared to Art Simone. Later, the queens chatter about the state of the competition. Now with the loss of Art Simone, let's start with Lori. Lori, your thoughts here on uh, everything that happened up to the title sequence here uh, about uh, art being gone and story Coco told and everything. Well, I thought it, the the story itself was weird because it was like, why would somebody? That just seems so weird that that a wife would say that. You know, like I'm not yeah, saying that a it's straight not true. person was owning yeah. the bar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, like, um, I honestly thought she was going to tell. I would like to point out that we're three episodes in and she has yet to tell the story. So. I know. And she got, you know, uh, and she will never tell the story. And I was right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think she said it in episode one and it got cut. uh Uh-huh. Or it could have been this Uh, episode. This episode, the elimination day was super short. But uh, here's the thing I thought was weird with that whole thing was that they were like, oh, we got to look out for Coco. She's like a real performer. She's do. She could kill us. She could slay us all. And I was like. She's on in the bottom like every time. Hold on, now maybe that- I didn't maybe I didn't pay attention. I thought Coco said that. And I was like, Coco's no. getting a little big for her but she does say something like that. She goes She says it, but only after like some I forgot who said it, but somebody was like, well, y'all, we gotta watch out for Coco. She really she's coming for all of us. And I I would be like, What? She's in the butt like like they picked her and they were like, Oh yeah, she's a great performer. I was like, Since when? Since this how like what episode has she really rocked it? You know, no, like, yeah. I just thought it was so weird that they put that spin on it. Yeah, because she was in the bottom three episode one. She lip synced last week and then she lip synced this week. That's not a good sign. And not a good sign, by the way, for Electra Shock, who sent her home this week. If I were Electra, I'd be worried, too, because she oh, was in the bottom probably, on, on episode one. She's probably definitely going. That's the, But that's what they said. They said Electra Shock and Coco Jumbo. They were like, we got to watch out for them. They're they're like they're coming for all of us, and okay. I would be like, I have don't have to watch about out about anything. Yeah, Lori, Nathan wants to chime in here. Go ahead, Nathan. Well, I think the judging's so fucked. Like Electra shouldn't have been in the bottom this episode, right? Like they mm. made they knocked it down for dancing too well. So I think from the Queen's perspective, they're seeing it differently than how the judges are seeing it. So they might actually look at Coco and be like, Yeah, she's a great performer, but everything's just being judged so fucked. Well, the judging's always fucked. I mean, we'll get to it and get to it, but like, then on another episode, they'll be like, do you think Beyonce just sits in the background, girl? You need to get out up front. And you're like, you just yeah. sent someone home for being Beyonce. Yeah. And they, they said to Coco, like, why did you choose to sing? And it's because it's a singing challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't understand why they, they literally said it was a singing challenge and then everybody rapped but Coco and they go, why did you sing? And it was like, <sighs> oh, I was I thought it was the only one doing the challenge that you had. Oh my good gay girly god. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, have you ever heard any of these RuPaul songs? They're horrible. It's so auto-tuned. This bitch oh. can't sing at all. Did you hear when she actually like sang a little bit and she was totally off key? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, I was like, oh no, Rue, don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't do that. All right. The next day, the queens return to the workroom with helium balloons in hand for no apparent reason. Electra and Coco worry the other girls with their powerful lip, lip sync performances. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge, slow motion surf rescue. 
The girls dress in their best lifeguard quick drag and take their best slow motion pics in the style of Baywatch. After all was said and done, there were two winners. Scarlett Adams and Electra Shock were both named the winners of the challenge. Let's start with you, Nathan. Any uh, any big thoughts? What were your thoughts on the mini challenge, uh, Nathan? I, I loved seeing the sexy senior pit crew. It mm-hmm. was nice that they let him out of the retirement home to oh, do a Oh, God, skip Nathan, there. you are hey. opening <laughs> a can um, of worms. You're hey, just... <laughs> Nathan, that's offensive, bud. Don't don't be ageist, all right? That's not right. You should stop I, doing that. I still stand by the fact that he's really hot, and he looks like my boyfriend, so I'm happy with him. And the other one was cute, too. Mm-hmm. So I liked that they mixed it up with a new pit crew member. And, I mean, the, the meeting challenge was fine. I'm starting to get really annoyed by etc. etc. I think you called out that she would be annoying, and she's starting to really get on my nerves. Well, I think that they are... I was just talking about this with my boyfriend that uh, the show did itself a disservice by eliminating art because they had so clearly an amazing villain. So now that that villain uh-huh. is gone, they're trying now, you can see, they're starting to build etc. as that villain. And we're seeing the very early stages of etc. becoming the villain. So she was saying some annoying things, doing some annoying things. I will say, though, in this mini-challenge, I thought the balloons for boobs was pretty funny. Um... Lori, let's. Uh, what what are your what were your thoughts on the mini challenge and everything that happened thereof? I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought everybody did. You know, I thought everybody was funny in their own way. Um, I think, except for maybe Coco, I felt mm-hmm. like Co- Coco Jumbo wasn't bringing it a hundred percent. But I mean, other than that, you know, I felt like everybody was pretty pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I have no complaints. I like it. All right. It. Very good. By the way, Nathan, have you gotten all your thoughts out about uh, the teaser at the beginning and this next day when they came in? Yeah. All right. Very good. Oh, by the way, did, did, let me ask a really quick round, Robin. Nathan, did the right people win the mini challenge? Uh, I would have said uh, Scarlet and Maxie. Instead of Electra, I what liked about, Maxie running on the hot sand. What about you? I just like Maxie. I think yeah. I'm a bit biased. What about you, Laurie? Um, I gotta be honest, I thought, I mean, I, I, I liked all of them, so I thought that, you know, it was good, but I kind of felt like, uh, Karen from Fine, I feel like Karen from Finance is kind of not being seen as a comedy queen, like super funny in the way that I think she is. I thought she did a great job. And I, I don't understand why, I just feel like, unless you're like, like, which, you know, I'm very not, I'm a very subtle comedian, but unless you're like loud and in Rue's face, she sort of just doesn't listen. She doesn't like pay attention. So. Well, Lori, two things. One, they could be building a storyline. So they want to make it, they don't want Karen to seem so early on like the front runner. So they're maybe kind of downplaying it Two, you're making this subtle comedian joke. The guy who called in about your ageism didn't realize you were poking fun at me because you were so dry about it. Dry ass pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is, by the way, that was Lori's name in the convent. Yeah. Lori was in a convent yeah. for a while. I was in a convent. Yeah. And she was Sister Dry ass Pussy. Yeah. They kicked me out because I ate all the soups. And by the soups, that's what they called the new nuns. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were super new. So they called them yeah. the soups. And Lori yeah. ate each of them out. It was really weird. They Mapatazzi. Yeah. Got explored. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lori. Lori is the, the Lori is the Magellan of mapping of maps of Tazzy. 
and that the Filipinos eat her. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm actually is... not. I get very lost very easily. I'm not good at geography, so. All right. <laughs> no, I'm not good. All right. Next, RuPaul announced this week's maxi challenge. The queens will split into two groups and record their own individual lyrics to the new song queens down under the girls will also be responsible for their own choreography as the winners of the mini challenge scarlet and electra were named team captains and the teams broke down as follows um for team scarlet it was scarlet adams etc etc coco jumbo and anita wiglet and on team electra it was Electroshock. It was Karen from Finance, Ketamine, and Maxi Shield. Those were how the teams broke down there. Uh, in the workroom, the girls get ready for the challenge on Team Electra, a.k.a. Three and a Half Men. Maxi reveals she is not a singer, and Electra volunteers to choreograph the number. Over on Team Scarlet, a.k.a. Outback Fake Hose, uh, Coco worries about her lyrics, etc. Wants the number to be simple and effective, while Scarlet disagrees and believes the number should be more complicated and show off her background as a trained dancer. Later, the girls get a video message from songwriter Leland and Australian pop singer Troy Savon. Finally, Team Electra, aka Three and a Half Men, prank the other girls with a pretend workroom showdown. Let's start over with Lori. Lori, were you like me and totally fooled by the fake uh, drama between? Uh, the, among the members of uh, Three and a Half Men, I would say overall yes, but I was like, wait, why had why didn't we see? Normally, when there's drama, yeah. they show like yeah. it in the group. So I was yeah. like, why didn't we see this coming? I just had so many questions, and I was just waiting for them to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And and then they said oh, it was a second. I go, oh okay. But I was just mostly like, first off, we they literally just said they thought they would be working well together. Yeah. They literally just you know, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely. Look, I thought that group three and a half men was going to be the one to win. Mm-hmm. So I was obviously very wrong. But mm-hmm. I agree with, uh, I think it was, I forgot who said it, but they were like, I think they maybe should have been working on their song and their choreography instead of just coming up with a fake fight for the green mm-hmm. room. <laughs> but, you know, it thought, you know, it was one of those things where it, it was interesting to watch while yeah. it happened. So. What about now? What about you, uh, Nathan? What did you think of uh, uh, the, of the whole recording with Michelle and the choreography? Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, those poor bastards having to get Michelle to coach them. Oh, like, I know. wasn't at the bottom of the barrel oh, my for God. everyone involved. And even the, you know, in the U.S., they go like, "Oh, we have like you know, uh, Kumar Speck." As they're like, "Oh, we have our AV girl." Like just some random girl was recording <laughs> them singing. I know. <laughs> I know, but after Troy said he was a pig bottom, bareback bottom, raw dog bottom bitch, like I was pretty distracted for a while after that. So, you know, I'm because- also gonna I'm gonna piss off some people, but I'm gonna say uh, Troy Savon too young. <laughs> so looks like a baby. So I'm just gonna say that I, uh, I think that that is awkward, and I know that he looks like one of your guys' boyfriends, but I still think he's too young. <laughs> Whose boyfriend That's are you talking lovely. about? Are you talking about Nathan's boyfriend? Yeah, obviously. He looks like Nathan's boyfriend. No, I Nathan will have you know... Uh, ma'am, I will have you know my boyfriend has grown a mustache. <gasps> Ooh. That I asked him to shave before he gets there. I get there, but whatever. <laughs> right? But he has a mustache. Really? Did he yes. have to take hormone therapy to get it? 
All right. So anyway, Lori, before we go, did everyone say everything they have to say about um, about this uh, segment? Nathan, have you said everything you have to say? I. Oh, sorry, Nathan. <laughs> I can't get a word in with you. Guys. I know. Seriously, um, Lori. It's sorry, really sorry. actually. Could I? I might have to leave a, a speak pipe. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, if you go to speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia, you can go ahead and do that, uh, Nathan. I think I will. Yeah. Um, No, I haven't really got anything else to say. I just, I really liked how bitter Electra was in her confessionals. I love Mm -hmm. the shady, bitter bitch. And she was bringing it for me this episode. So that's good. Now, how come you liked that, but you didn't like etc.? Like, what was she doing that was different from etc.? Etc. was... A bit, like when she was like, oh, I like to lead from behind. And I was just like, come on, bitch. Like mm-hmm. you're trying so hard and just being a bit fake as, as you do it. Whereas Electra was being bitter and truth telling. She was really mm-hmm. down to earth in how pissed off she was. Yeah. And that was relatable for me. Mm-hmm. Lori, did you have any other final thoughts? Or Nathan, have you gotten all your thoughts out? Yeah. Okay. What about you, Lori? Have you, did you have any other thoughts? Um, yes, I'm not a Michelle Visage fan. Okay. But I thought that she I thought she did well in this. I thought she gave actually good um criticism. Mm-hmm. I love that uh um uh, Electra had that note that her drag was was um you know, basic but she'll make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And basically Michelle Visage was like, "Yeah, that's true." Mm-hmm. And it, and Electra was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, you get my joke. And it was like, no, Michelle Bouchard is telling you that your drag is basic. Yeah. Like, listen to what this woman's saying. Yeah. Um, and then I thought that, you know, I don't know. I thought, I thought she did an, a good job. Look, do I wish that they would have had somebody else? Yes. But I also am giving them the benefit of the doubt that this is the time of COVID and that yeah. if they could have, they would have yeah, gotten anybody. They're in a country where there was no COVID at this point in time, really. And it's a country full of people who could have come in and done the job. Like they yeah, didn't need true. to rely on Michelle. They could have gotten someone in. And my, my second Ooh, point to what... Crikey, you got Sheila Mail. Oh, that's weird. We have Sheila Mail. Let's see what it is. Hi, uh, my name's Joe Batance, and I just wanted you to know that uh, somebody on your show named Lori said something really offensive to me personally uh about uh, my boyfriend he she said that he had to take hormone therapy to grow a mustache i will have you know that my boyfriend is a man both legally and uh <laughs> under the sheets if you know what i mean and uh maybe Lori should take a look in the mirror before she talks about hormone therapy and mustaches that's all i'm saying glass houses stones <laughs> that's all i have to say Thank you. And uh, you're allowed to play this message. Also, I will also be emailing Laurie at her, I'm not her, at the Afterthought Media email address, thebestoftoday at gmail.com. Thank you for giving me that email address. Thank you. Okay, Laurie, that's, that just wow. came in right now on speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Uh, did you have anything, did you want to respond to that at all? Um, yeah, I uh, I feel like this this guy that left the voicemail has no idea what's going on with his boyfriend beneath the sheets. Um, Whoa. So I don't, I think it's just speculation at this point. Um, and as I said to the last guy who left a voicemail, uh, thank you. I will take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you said, Lori. All right, Lori. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, I have one last thing to say. Oh, about go ahead. The, yeah. Uh, so Nathan brought up the thing about, I actually, again, disagree with Nathan. So we're going to have to Ugh. fight to the death after this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, alienate another one of your co-hosts on this show. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually kind of liked... I, I legit think that if it wasn't for et cetera, et cetera, Scarlet would have gone the route of Electra. Because in the beginning, Scarlet wanted to showcase that she was the better dancer and that she was a choreographer. So she was trying to do more elaborate choreography. And I think et cetera, et cetera, was constantly pointing out, look, we, there, not everyone can do this. We need to, we need to sort of dumb it down for everybody so we can all look good as a group. And uh, Electra didn't have that. Electra had a team that was like, yeah, whatever you want to do is great. And w- the end result was not very, it did look like she, the, these other women or drag queens were dancing while Electra was like high kicking and doing the splits, you know? So it just looked a little off. So I think if, if uh, et cetera, et cetera, hadn't been a voice from behind, you know, leading from behind, quote unquote, it would have looked totally different. Okay. Okay, Lori. Well, on that note, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we will uh, jump right into the rest of the episode. Anyway, um, let's get into the main stage prep. Over on the main stage, Team Electra meets... Oh, we didn't even cover this part. Oh, now we're going to cover it. Over on the main stage, Team Electra meets with Michelle Visage to record their lyrics. Kita performs her verse in French, and Maxi has no timing or rhythm. Later during the choreography session, the girls seem to get along just fine. I assume we covered this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we just yeah. covered yeah. it. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that yeah. I think it was really good that Etc. was there to sort of pull Scarlet back. Otherwise, she would have fallen into the same Oh, that's a really good point, Nathan. Yeah. Thank you for Thank bringing you. that up. I, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way. And, uh, yeah. but I think that's a really good point. That's a really good point. I, I actually disagree. I think Etc. was being too. too- <laughs> yeah. This bitch. Wait, Lori, Lori, what are you doing? What what is this new thing where you're trying are you trying to learn how to laugh like a baby witch? What is going on? This new laugh. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to I'm trying to develop my witch laugh. Yeah. Um I think that <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, was trying to pull focus and I didn't believe her lead from behind. Oh, a- fuck off. You're ageist. Your boyfriend doesn't love you. All right, let's move on. (laughs) All right, I'm going to skip the next part then. So we'll go on to it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway over at Coco Station. Someone finds a note that reads, watch out. None of the girls confesses to writing the letter. So it's chalked up uh, as a note left by Art Simone. Uh, Lori, let's start with you. What were your thoughts on that? I, I don't know. Look, maybe I'm putting anxiety where it doesn't need to go, but did anybody feel like it was a little racist that only Coco got a letter and, like, nobody else got one? Like, I thought it was a little weird that only only Coco got one. This is what I think, right? Is they didn't find the note until days after Art Simone left? Like... At Coco Station, and even Coco didn't find it. Someone else was there, so it almost feels like the, the those who found it 
I don't know what the right is, you know, but those Delt who smelt it. it dealt it, you know, but like, um, uh, like, oh, look at this note I found on your, uh, workstation, Coco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a real weird. Also, I thought it was, I gotta be honest with you. I think Keita Mean did it oh, and really? then said she didn't do it because she didn't want the backlash, but then actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, Lori. I just found this note right here, Lori. Why do I have a note on my desk that says pig? <laughs> who left this note, Lori? I don't I don't know who left it. I did. I left the note. Like right, I've been sitting here the whole day and just noticed right now when we were talking about this, there's a note <laughs> on my desk. Actually it yeah. was it was tape it was, it was a post it was on my screen, it just said pig. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. <laughs> Hmm. And it, I thought I saw your car around here earlier. <laughs> yeah, I uh I, I had some uh packages I had to return. Mm-hmm. So I uh was driving around Diamond Bar area. Hmm. It's weird. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't think Art left it. I think either a producer left it or whoever found the note left it. Or like you said, Ketamine left it. Yeah. If a producer did it, like what was the point? Because they're so fucking boring. Like, it'll get some sort of conversation started. Well, I'll, look, I like this episode. But I also did think it was kind of funny to see how, like, how little improv experience all of them had. Because it was like, who left this note? And everybody was like, oh, I don't know who left. I don't Who could have left? I don't know who could have left it. All right, let's move on. Like, no, wouldn't it, it be, was the whole. You know what would have been so funny is if, you know, Coco would have said, hey, there's this note here that says, watch out. Why would there be a note here that says, watch out? And then, like, <laughs> something hits her in the face. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. Like, just a big just a wig just hits her in the face. Yes. That would have been great. I yeah. would have loved that. <laughs> All right, Wait let's... A second. Oh, yeah? Go ahead. What's Show. wrong? What's wrong? This just appeared on my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Why do I have old written on my hand? Who wrote that on my hand? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's so weird. How did someone, yeah, how did someone come in, go on your your palm and in a ballpoint pen, write old, and you didn't even know about it? I didn't know. I, I, honestly, I just, I literally was just looking at my hand. Yeah. And it just says it right here, right now. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to the song performance. People, well, yeah. Anyway, uh, the first one up was the Outback Fake Hose. You know, I know producer Nathan uh, Harder is listening. I know you posted it early. Let me tell you about this, Nathan. I really do think, Lori, maybe you should talk to him. Because, one, you know, one of the things he does that's fantastic. Nathan's doing a fantastic job. But, you know, I get the outline and I get a page of, like, a glossary of all the terms from the show that I would know. Well, first of all... Now he's being an asshole because he one of them is prom, and he goes an American term. I'm like, yeah, I'm an American. I know what a prom is, right? Well, I think he, what he's trying to say, and I'm just guessing based on that, is that that is something that they don't say in Australia. That's right. We call them formals, school formals. Well, I have two. He did the, the Deb, 
and that's from year ten onwards, and then the formal is held for the graduating year. Nathan, you're shaking Maybe your in head. Seventies, Nomi. I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe in the seventies. The other thing too is then I got a note with the thing said. Uh, Gobby's also on there, but you know what? I already wrote that one down last week, so go look at that one. And I was like, wait, now I have to go do produce my own producer's work? He couldn't copy and paste and put it on there? And then, by the way, he didn't put Bogan, which I know you told us, right, uh, Nathan? Bogan's, like, super Australian, like, kind of like redneck, right? Yeah. But, like, what if I didn't know what it was? He, was he told like, us that in the first episode. I know, but Bogan he didn't was. put it. He, but he put what prom was. <laughs> He goes, an American term. And I was like, oh, And then no. on the runway, a long stage that they walk down. Yeah, and then, no, I'm not even joking. There's one that says, Federer. Roger Federer. <laughs> so I think he's just being an ass. Ooh, everyone. Ooh, Ooh Nathan wow. just stripped. Wow, wow. Wow, now we know wow. why that old man wow, likes wow. Nathan. Nathan took Wait, what his, did I miss? You took your sweater off. Yeah. I thought you were going to get naked for yeah. a second. I could if you wanted me to, but that costs extra. How much does it cost? That's a good question. How much would that cost, Nathan? Like $5 US. Oh, really? Oh, really? oh Lori, will you go in on anything on that? Oh, I would totally do it. <laughs> All right, $5, go. <laughs> I feel nip. like, oh, oh, there we go. Yeah, we just got there a nipple. There we go. I got nipple. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't Want to see my Mapatazzi? Yes, go ahead. I gotta be honest with you. I'd show you mine for like five bucks. Oh shoot, I was gonna say something about this. Oh, I will. I want to come. I had a, a note, but I uh, forgot to mention it earlier when they were doing the um, uh, the early uh, what's it called the mini challenge. Yeah, uh-huh. I did think that the the guy with the beard, the pit crew uh. guy with the beard, was more game than the Asian guy. I felt like the Asian guy was sort of like, "What's happening here?" And it was just like, "Just go with it, dude." Like, well, just the, he's a bit more experienced, a bit more <laughs> yes. learned and wise. Yes. So he's more, yeah. 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 Mm. So he understands what, but I thought the, the guy with the beer was more, was funnier in mm-hmm. the, in that one. I felt like mm-hmm. he was more game for what was happening than so the So you don't guy. like Asian people? That <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point, Nathan. Oh, Nathan. You don't like Asian people, Laurie? Uh, no, I love Asian people. Mm-hmm. Um, they just always kindly tell me to leave. Oh my God. Yeah, what does that what does that even mean, Lori? I have a headache because I'm chewing chewing too much gum. Mm-hmm. I think and, I have a uh, headache from uh, 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 Nami telling me who Roger Federer is and what a prom <laughs> is. All right. So, what did we think of this song? The first one, the song, the first one that were the Outback Fake Hoes. By the way, no, uh, you know, actually, Nathan, you can answer a question for me. What's the timestamp here? Mm-hmm. Because it's actually a type, a thing, we're, a topic we're not going to actually use. Um, maybe you can settle something for me because I have this theory that um, these girls wouldn't have come up with it themselves. Like, how famous is Outback Steakhouse as an American restaurant in Australia? Like, that seems like it's a kind of an American joke to make. Yeah, I do think there are a couple of. Outback Steakhouses. But also, like, we, we watch all American TV. We get it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, on Survivor, they're always doing, like, an Outback Steakhouse reward. So, like, yeah. we're aware of stuff. Okay. All right. Do you guys think it's well, silly? to now. <laughs> Sorry? Do you guys think it's silly? Silly Outback Steakhouse? Yes. Well, yes, but the reason I bring... Because both, both names are not particularly... You know, 
producer extraordinaire uh, Nami Harder, Nathan Harder, has been again. It, there's a whole. I should make. You know what? I'm going to have Humble Pie make a channel on Discord called Nathan Soapbox, not Nami Soapbox. He's gone on every channel, right? Talking about how Drag Race Down Under is afraid to talk about Australian pop culture things, and they're basically making a show for Americans. And in this case, I would agree because both names are American pop culture terms. They're not uh, Australian terms. The closest is they made a well, neighbor's joke. Can I be honest, though? I also think that has a lot to do with RuPaul. I mean, yes, are they pandering to Americans? Yes. But RuPaul is an American, and so is Michelle Visage. And they're, they're, the, they're two out of the three judges in the panel. So, you know, if you were, if you were doing, if you were an American doing a comedy comp, or a, a drag competition, and two out of the three judges were Australian, you would pander to the Australian judges. Yeah, like I definitely think Scarlett was pandering to Rue with her personality lyric because yeah. I can guarantee you that she doesn't find that funny. No one finds that funny, but she was smart to put that in because Rue likes it. Rue but, thinks it's hilarious. Thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. But don't don't you did you see that thing that um uh what's the name of the fucking bitch that went home last week? Ari, Ari Oh Art Simone. Art Simone said that RuPaul had no idea who Bindi Irwin was. Did you see that? See, I kind of feel like Bindi Irwin's sort of bigger in America than she is in Australia. Because didn't she go on, like, the American Dancing with the Stars? And I feel like you guys like the Irwins a bit more than we do. Well, we we just love a tragedy. What is the so. opinion of Steve Irwin in Australia? Uh, I mean, he is, he is a national icon. Okay. Um, so but... you're saying he's a national icon. Then now you're saying the Americans like Steve Irwin more than you do? Yeah, I do think they do though. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because I watch I watch like the Real Housewives on an app where I'm like live it live streams from America, mm-hmm. and I see these ads for the fucking Irwin family all the time, and I'd never see that on our free to, free to air TV. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really care about the Irwins that much, honestly. Don't you think that Bindi's husband kind of looks like the brother? See, I don't even know who Bindi's husband is. It's a stingray. It's really weird. The family's really offended. She married a stingray. Um, I don't know who Bindi's husband is. I don't really know. I know that that she's publicized a lot. She goes on a lot of talk shows, but I don't really know too much about her. Um, other than she recently had a baby, I think. Um, I didn't really care for the song, but it, I don't think it was at the fault of the the p- producers who made it. They had to make a song where the queens could like plug and play to me honestly it felt like uh kind of very white listening to it i mean obviously because most of the queens were white Mm -hmm. but it just like i mean i was i was half expecting some of them to be like a hip a hop a hip (laughs) you know like it's just like what are we doing here i i kind of wanted was hoping that most of them would sing and when they did it when they just rapped i was like all right well you know this is kind of i think uh you know, a missed opportunity. But at least they weren't like Rosé being like, I can rap, what a gag. And like making a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were rapping because they couldn't sing. And I think, honestly, I feel like Coco should have been safe for the fact that in the beginning they said it was a singing competition and then everybody rapped and she was the only one who sang. And they were like, well, you were off key. And I would have been like, yes, but I sang. 
for the singing competition. Mm-hmm. So I should get points for that. So. I thought Etc. actually had the best lyrics out of all of them. As annoying as she is, mm-hmm. she had good lyrics with her yeah. Roger Federer. Who is Roger Federer, by the way? Have we I will tell you, Roger Federer is a Swiss tennis player. Australia has the Australia. Now, look, I want to make the connection here for me. This is from, from Nathan's notes. Roger Federer is a Swiss tennis player. Okay. Uh. Australia has the Australian Open. Oh. Which is a tennis tournament that people from all over the world come to play. It's a big event in Australia, and most families grew up watching it on TV together. Did you watch the Australian Open, uh, Nathan Brown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. It's a it's a big event that other countries come to participate in and watch. Yeah. And Roger Federer yeah. plays in it. Apparently. But he's not Australian. I have a question for... Swiss. I have a question for you guys. Sure, go ahead, Lori. Um, We're taking questions right now. Yes, the wo- yes, the fat woman in the front. <laughs> Thank you, the fat man. Um, I uh, wanted to know how long do you think you're going to live with your health choices? No. Um, my question is: I have a gay guy I know, just one. Sure. Um, and he, we, uh, we were in an improv class together, and he was a huge, huge tennis fan, like yeah. a huge tennis fan. Mm-hmm. And he said that all gay men, or a majority of gay men that he knows, are huge tennis fans. Do you guys like tennis? I mean, it's. It, I, I couldn't watch a whole thing of it. <laughs> I could watch a highlight. Okay. That's about it. Joe, are you a tennis fan? Um, no. I did like this Andy Roddick. He was pretty hot. Mm. Oh yeah, remember him? Are there other hot male tennis players? I'm Rafael not a big fan. Nadal's pretty hot. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. And all the women are hot. I mean, have you guys seen <laughs> Venus and Serena Williams? Boring. <laughs> okay, Lori, we get it. Mm-hmm. Venus and Serena. In- this this is my seen? opinion. This is my opinion. Sickening, no. <laughs> hot. Only an American a woman like me have a freaking chorizo! Bam! Look, I'll be honest with you with the song performances. They were very similar to me. One had slightly better choreography. I will say, going back, hearkening back to that recording session, maybe I'm just so jaded about this RuPaul's Drag Race, but when they were like, I don't know how they're going to do because Maxi Shield can't rap or something, they're like, oh, well, they're going to win. I was like... Uh- yeah. I thought Maxie just lying on the floor for her choreography was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> they, they read her for it, but I was like, she's yeah. just doing nothing. Like, that's By the way, I love how she's, but she wasn't doing nothing, though. She slid across the floor. That's yeah. the part that I loved, was that she slid across. And then I love how she, like, literally had to wait for somebody to come help her back up, which yeah. I thought was By hilarious. the way, if RuPaul was ever on the floor, she'd have to get one of those life alerts. She'd have a stunt double do it, like she yeah. did on that Christmas special. All right, very yeah. good. All right, well, now it's time for Nathan talking about the looks. Yeah, so the looks, uh, this week it was Bogan Prom, yeah. and they were all pretty Bogan, to be honest. Oh, they really? kept saying to them in the critiques, your look wasn't elevated, and I was like, well, of course not, it's Bogan Prom. Oh, that's but, a good point, I never thought about that, yeah. Oh, it's so dumb, they're so dumb. But I really liked, as I said at the top of the show, Scarlet in the goon bag. Uh, and I also really liked Max. Wait, wait, wait hold, on, like hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's actually, because now I have the looks in front of me. Let's actually do this in order. First of all, what were your thoughts on RuPaul? I think she looks really good in this. I also say we're going to have to get to uh, 
Discord channel corner at the end of this because a lot of people are sharing some all caps opinions about what's happening right now. So I'm just oh, letting well, you guys well. know. So keep going. But- thank you, Lori. Yeah, for thank you, Lori, for adding editing work to my job. Uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the way RuPaul uh, worked? Looked out there. Ru looked better than she did last week. That's for sure. Uh huh. So the makeup kit finally arrived. Yeah, she looks nice. All right. Next we have etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. What were your thoughts there, Nathan? Uh, it was a bit. Bogan? It was a bit shit. I liked the the fingernails. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Um, Coco Jumbo. I mean, she had a nice touch with <laughs> with like twigs, twigs in her hair and the grass stains on her knees. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, Anita Wiglet. Yeah. You know, I've always been an Anita Wiglet fan. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not great. It's not great. It's some sort of high waisted denim. Type yeah, thing. but wait, wait, hold on. I want to, I want to sort of, of uh, challenge you a little bit in that yeah. you just said that they that they were telling them because it wasn't, it wasn't the look wasn't good, and you said it's supposed to be bogan. So my question to you: Did it rise to the challenge of being bogan? It's bogan, but it's not bogan in that I'm laughing about it. Oh, okay, all right. Whereas right. at least with Coco, I'm like, yeah, she just had sex in the bushes. Like that's yeah. funny. That's mm-hmm. that's a bit of a theme there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I did like Anita's cigarette earrings, but I mm-hmm. think Scarlett did the cigarette jewelry better with the big necklace full of menthols. Okay. So Anita was fine. Yeah, Scarlett, the goon bag, fantastic. Um, Electroshock, yeah. She, oh, wait, wait, she so Scarlett, like all you have to say is you just love that it was a goon bag? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm right. a simple man. How did you, someone must have told Rue and, and Michelle, right? Because how would they have known what that was? Rue had no fucking clue. Yeah. No fucking clue. Because she went, she'd made a pun about a goon bag when she came down the runway. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, when she said, Scarlet, you've won, she's like, you've educated me and offended me. So I was like, well, so clearly you didn't know what it was. Yeah. When someone wrote that pun for you. Yeah. But whatever. All right. Next, we have um, Electra Shock. Yeah. She looks like she's going to Bogan Prom. And yeah, it is basic, but that's okay for this challenge, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ketamine with the fluoro yellow. This one didn't read Bogan to me at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Okay. And Maxi, I loved. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. love that tacky old abroad. Yeah. Karen from Finance had like the 80s jumpsuit with the with the frills. Yeah. I thought it looked good. I thought she looked great. I loved the big hair. Mm-hmm. And those were the looks. All right, Laura, did you have any thoughts on the looks? No? Okay, very good. Yes, oh. I did. I oh. wanted to bring up uh, the part where RuPaul fat shamed Maxie Shields by saying that she leads with her gun. That doesn't happen on the looks. Yes, it does. No, it happens on the main stage when they do the critiques. So you're no, saying that while the they're looks. so you're saying what did that happen on the looks, um, Nathan? Yes. I have no memory of it. They were. She was walking down the main stage. She was walking down the the stage, and she was showing off her look. And and okay, uh, all right, I'll go with you. Okay, then go ahead. Said, do your rant. So I just want to say that I am holding my breath and waiting for all the hypocrites who called on me to say them. that I, uh, you know, that especially the guy who left the voicemail, I'm waiting for you to leave a voicemail about uh, RuPaul's comment. So I'll hold my breath and wait for it. Thank you. That's it. Once again, I wanted to make it known that Lori does not, her views do not represent the views of Joe Batanz, Nathan Brown, Afterthought Media, Joe Biden, Vladimir Putin, and, Jacinda uh, Ardern. 
Just she just speaks for Lori Rockingham. Maybe not even well, all of, of Lori Rockingham. Just maybe the Rockingham part. Yeah, go ahead. Of course not, because it's fat shaming, and you know, you guys don't care about fat shaming. You care about if somebody, if a gay guy, it gets called old. Which, oh my God, no, <gasps> Lori, so. don't no, don't ever call him old. What is wrong with you, pig? So I'm just saying, just pig. Yeah, yeah, you ages pig. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I I feel like that should be my uh, moniker for the rest of this episode. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyways, how dare you call this guy who gets lusted at and drooled over everywhere he goes old? Have you no shame, woman? Leave well, that old you know, muscle queen alone. As yeah. A, as a lesbian, I think I am the last say on what is considered attractive in men. So. All right. Well, those are the oh, look. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, we have to do cor- the Discord corner. We're I'm just doing the looks. We're going- this is the looks. This is the Discord corner for the looks. People uh, no. are saying... No, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I cut it out of the public feed. Okay. All right. Here we go. T- time for the... That's the end. That's, that's the looks. All right. Later on the main stage, et cetera, et cetera, and Karen from Finance are safe and go back to the Untucked Lounge. Meanwhile, Anita Wiglet, Scarlett Adams, and Ketamine are in the top, while Coco Jumbo, Electroshock, and Maxi Shield are in the bottom. Over in the Untucked Lounge, we learn that Electra's not a big fan of Scarlett or her ego. Back on the main stage, Scarlett Adams is named the winner of the challenge, while Coco Jumbo and Electra Shock are up for elimination, forcing them to duke it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Shake Your Groove Thing by Peaches and Herb, which um, Nami points out in the notes, when I think he's right, that he thinks it's an, uh, an homage to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Because that song features prominently in that film. After all was said and done, Electroshock lived to see another day while Coco Jumbo was asked to sashay away. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Nathan, let's start with you. Did you have all your thoughts? Have they been gotten out uh, so far? You can refer now to the lip sync. What did you think of the lip sync? What did you think of the rest of the episode? Everything. Okay, so straight away, I feel Mm -hmm. like I need to say that Laurie Roggenkamp is an ageist pig. Yeah, Um, right. I really enjoyed the lip sync song. Uh, I, and I, you know what, I, I know it's Coco's time to go, but I thought she was a really good presence. I thought she gave good confessionals mm-hmm. and her laugh was infectious whenever she'd say anything and laugh at the end of it. And I just think she was, she's a good queen. And I don't think that this show showcased her enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'll say. All right. And Laurie Roggenkamp is Okay, Laurie Roggenkamp, just what are your opinion, <laughs> any opinions on the lip sync, ever, anything, your opinions? Okay. Uh, I agree with Nathan. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I think uh, I feel bad that she left. I also feel a little uncomfortable that it's now just all white queens. Um, I just think uh, I wish there was we had more uh, queens of color in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got to be honest with you. I felt wh- how I felt about the Art Simone one. And you guys said that it was it, that I was wrong and that, you know, which I, I agree with now is that they they were putting Art Simone to to kick out Coco. Yeah. And then they, um, and then Coke art Simone didn't do very well in the lip sync. I yeah. think they did the same thing with Electra. I think they, they put Electra in to kick out Coco. And I, I feel uncomfortable that, you know, I felt like there are some Queens that are sort of at the same level as Coco. And I don't necessarily feel like she should have been in the bottom this time. So, and I thought she did just as well in the lip sync this time as she did last time. Well, you know, that's why I brought in Nathan. To kick you out. Yeah. 
People don't know that. I, I wasn't supposed to tell well, you that. I'm going to get I got to be honest with you. It's going to take a lot of energy because I go limp real easily. And you're going to be carrying out 375 pounds of dead weight. So, Show me your map of Tassie and I'm going to go really limp. Uh, okay. <laughs> one really note, quick note here. This Michelle Visage. Let me tell you about what a dummy she is. Remember during the recording session? I can't remember who it was. Was talking to her and had the one headphone on. And she uh, was like. Etc. No, take the. It, it yeah. was Keaton. Whoever, who cares? No one cares. She's all, take that headphone <laughs> off. <Coco>. Yeah. <laughs> it was art. She was like, take that headphone off. Who do you think you are, Mariah? Meanwhile, this bitch is wearing a headphone the entire time when she says that. And we all know they're not plugged into anything. They're not actually recording at that moment. That's what I wanted to bring up. That this confirms my opinion. This episode confirmed my opinion that they do not record the song at that quote-unquote like open-air sound booth that they have in the middle of the stage for some reason that's oh, the really, worst Laurie? possible quality really Lori? because then the whole process of recording was they're like uh, oh there's carol behind the computer all right let's go and you know, that was it that was their whole recording process a little girl behind a computer behind like a uh an apple so meek. an apple 2 gs you know <laughs> fyi did you did anybody else oh god this reminds me i I need to start taking notes. This, uh, when they pointed to the woman who was behind the computer, <laughs> when they pointed to the woman behind the computer, she literally starts pretending to work. Like, oh, I got buttons. I got to push. And yeah. She's done solitary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's like when you like are caught by your boss not working and she's like, uh, oh, move the levers and yeah. type and type. In the game. <laughs> oh, oh exactly. Um, all right. Well, Laurie, on that note, give us uh, your Laurie's dis- Discord corner. Oh, okay. So in uh, law in capital letters, so I'm going to say it as if it was put in capital letters. Uh, Nami and a couple others have said many times the outfits were not bogan; they were eighties. So, I disagree. That's I, a- I think. I think That's some of them looked really 80s, but there's no way that, like, the goon bag look could be 80s. They were more bogan than 80s. In general. Well, I mean, well. I guess you guys are just going to have to fight it out. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, what else, Lori? That's it. Lori, this was what you were like, I need, I need to get in on this. Joe, yes, stop the show. It would have been... It more timely if you would let me do it in the section that it is. Joe, everyone listening on the public feed, can I keep this on the public feed part? Everyone listening on public feed. Lori, I had to go in and edit this multiple times. Lori was like, stop, stop. I need, there. people are going crazy on Discord. I need to get in and go, Lori, let's save this for the end. We'll just do it at the end. We do. That's what she had to say. I said it in the outfits part where we were talking about the outfits, and I said people are saying this thing, and I want to say it because people are saying no, it in, you, in capital you large were like, capital And I want to keep that part in, too, where you were like, Joe, oh, wait till we get to the Discord part. It's going to be a doozy. Hot take. People are hot writing. Take. People are writing in capital letters. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening in the Discord? Huge fight in the Discord. Yeah, huge guys. fight in the Discord. Jordan and Carter are getting married. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 1. So, for Lori Roggenkamp, Nathan Brown, 
and myself, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L-A-U-R-I-U-L-I-A-R. She also has another podcast called Bloody Podcast. You can find that podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. This episode was produced by Nathan Harder. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>